It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. What do all men with power want? More power. That's a message from the Oracle in the film, The Matrix, and also from The Matrix, from Morpheus. This, The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. And Morpheus went on to say this, I didn't say it would be easy. I just said it would be the truth. How many are completely asleep at the wheel, on autopilot, so to speak? So many, so well-trained to accept whatever the so-called experts and official sources tell them. So many so well-trained to dispute any that dare to disagree with the official narratives. How dark has the horizon become? You're listening to the non-political, commercial-free, global alert news hour, the Bad News Broadcast. Let's cover some breaking reports from last week. Let's put some puzzle pieces together. Think a Mad Max reality could never happen? Think again. The party is just getting started. First headline from last week, gas stations report shortages as pipeline shutdown drags on. These type of scenarios can be created, manipulated, utilized by those in power for any purposes they choose. Keep that in mind. Next headline, quote, lines down the street, end quote. This is the headline. People wait five hours to fill up amid gas shortages. The current paradigm of militarized, industrialized civilization is an incredibly complex house of cards that is already in the process of completely collapsing. From Fox News, this, more than 1,000 gas stations run out of fuel. Next, U.S. declares state of emergency to keep gasoline flowing after Colonial Pipeline fails to restart. This is the hacked pipeline scenario. But we don't really know what's occurring behind the scenes, do we? We don't know who's pulling which levers and what the agendas actually are. Another headline from last week. Let's plug this into the equation. Corn prices up roughly 50% in 2021 as Americans brace for years of horrific food inflation. And now let's think about using this food for fuel, which is what much of it has been used for. Let's put that corn in the gas tank. Who needs to eat? It's going to get much worse very quickly. Another headline on that front, banana disease. This headline states, can genetic modification save the Cavendish from TR4? The Cavendish is the most commonly consumed form of banana in the U.S. and Europe. TR4 is a pathogen that is infecting the banana. And what does this headline state? Inter-CRISPR, that's an acronym, C-R-I-S-P-R. That's the genetic editing technology. And early coverage of the CRISPR technology focused on what it could mean for humans, with plenty of references to the 1997 film Gattaca. However, the food we eat is also a target. Being able to snip a gene that makes a crop susceptible to a pathogen is the stuff of fantasies, the report states. And in some cases, very recently, a reality. For GM giants like Monsanto and Syngenta, Franken Foods... Franken-people, Franken-planet. Next headline, one small bright spot on the planetary asylum. EU court upholds ban on bears bee-killing pesticides in landmark ruling against, quote, powerful multinationals. What are we not being told about 
what's killing the bees. Search bees aluminum. Peer-reviewed science study proving that bees are dying of symptoms that resemble Alzheimer's and dementia in a human being. Why? Because they have massive aluminum contamination. Bees that are far away from urban areas, same problem. Where's all that aluminum coming from? It's the first ingredient, primary element in climate engineering patents, the world's most recognized geoengineer stating on film, on the record, their goal of putting 10 million tons of bioavailable and bioaccumulative aluminum nanoparticulates into the sky annually as part of solar radiation management programs. If you search my name, Dane Wigington, and David Keith, the world's most recognized geoengineer, you can see me confronting him about this exact proposal at an international geoengineering conference. I was banned from subsequent conferences after asking that question of Dr. Keith because we're not allowed to ask questions, are we? Next headline, EU regulators call on Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca for more data on heart inflammation and Julian Barr syndrome. At least somebody is trying to ask questions. Next headline, Fed endangering dollar's global reserve status. The dollar is done. Countries around the world have had enough of the empire's hegemonic power, and the dollar's days are numbered at this point. Don't believe it? Wait and see. You can't print endless money from thin air forever, and that is what has allowed the empire to do what it's done. Next headline, Steel prices have tripled. Now Bank of America is sounding the alarm. Only the beginning. For those that don't know what a currency crash looks like, I went to parts of Eastern Europe after the Iron Curtain came down. When I landed in Ukraine and tried to exchange a hundred US dollars, I was given a suitcase size package of cash that equated to a hundred dollars. Had to carry that around the streets of Kiev. That's what it's like going to be like that here at some point sooner. For those, again, that think the shiny metal will save them from what's coming, can't eat that metal. And I know I've gotten criticism for saying that. Some people indicate that that's still the best commodity. No, the best commodity you can get in the very near future will be something you can eat, drink, or shelter with. That's the reality we face. Next headline, supply chain crises as U.S. economy seeks to rebound from CV-19. That's from the Seattle Times. Another headline, Bill Gates-funded company releases genetically modified mosquitoes in the U.S. I've been over this in about three broadcasts, but consider the ramifications and who gets to make these choices and what type of modifications have actually been, been done to these insects. How in the world could the common man the population itself know what's flying around, what it contains, what it might be circulating or passing on. We can't know. But this couldn't happen without the active or passive support of the majority population. I will state that over and over and over. Next headline. Man who oversees $160 billion issues major inflation warning, says situation is, quote, pretty scary. That's from King World News. Guess what's more scary? A planet that no longer supports life. And we are hurling toward that exact destination. Next headline, California reports first yearly population decline in state's history, a drop of more than 182,000 people. That's from ABC 7 News, people fleeing the state. But they're going somewhere. And in regard to global populations, an actual decline of overall numbers is coming to a degree that few can yet comprehend or are willing to comprehend, I should say. And those in power 
are certainly a part of that equation. You can decide what that means. But on that note, let's look at a few more pieces of the puzzle. Another headline from last week. COVID-19 is a vascular disease. Coronavirus spike protein attacks vascular system on a cellular level. What an interesting pathogen this has turned out to be with so many varieties cropping up in so many places. Isn't that interesting? Another headline, same theme. As COVID vaccines drive record profits, big pharma CEOs get ultra rich off massive pay packages and questionable stock sales. The disaster capitalists, the pirates filling their pockets with loot on the deck of a sinking ship. How much good will that do them in the end? Next headline, Brazil suspends AstraZeneca vaccine after pregnant woman dies. New study links vaccine to blood clots. Simply quoting a headline from multiple credible sources. Investigate for yourself. And consider while you're doing so that most of this type of story never makes it anywhere. I.e., it never gets published. Next headline, COVID US, FDA authorizes Pfizer vaccine for children aged 12 to 15. That's from the UK Daily Mail. Next headline, Chelsea Clinton calls for a global crackdown on, quote, anti-vax social media posts, i.e., any information that disputes official narratives. And wouldn't we expect this type of statement from Chelsea Clinton and the Clinton family as a whole? Next headline, Dr. Fauci, mask wearing could be seasonal after COVID. That's in the Miami Herald. It's like this whole drama is a constantly changing script, isn't it? It certainly seems so if one examines the stage from a great enough distance. Next headline from the authors of the scripted theater. Quote, opposition grows for California Newsom recall. Caitlyn Jenner gets little support poll fines. That's from the Los Angeles Times. The scripted mass distraction. And Mr. Newsom, of course, is very good at doing the bidding of those in power. And he certainly, as I've stated on multiple broadcasts, has never made any attempt to disclose the information that I personally gave to him and his top aide in his office in the Capitol after a very data-filled presentation to Mr. Newsom on the climate engineering assault and what it would do to the state of California, i.e. cutting off the rain. More on that later in this broadcast. Stay tuned. But this headline, same theme, extent of California's drought revealed as Governor Newsom extends state of emergency. That's from the UK Daily Mail. Another headline, this one also starring Mr. Gavin Newsom. California governor proposes tripling spending on stimulus checks, pacifying the population until the brutal bitter end, until we hit the wall at full velocity. No surprise that that's exactly what Governor Newsom is proposing we do. Print money from thin air, send it out to anyone, everyone, and keep them asleep at the wheel until we careen over the side of the cliff, the Thelma and Louise moment, which we're already in, by the way. We're through the guardrail. You can hit the brakes all you want. We're going to the bottom of the canyon. Next headline, wildfires rage in Arizona. Southwestern U.S. faces mega drought. Been over that week after week. It's getting worse rapidly. Some specific details on 
what is happening with the chemistry of the climate later in this broadcast called Vapor Pressure Deficit. Stay tuned for the ramifications on that that we are not being told about. Next headline, U.S. has entered unprecedented climate territory, EPA warns. And let's keep this in mind. Such agencies like the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, their job ultimately is not to disclose threats to the population. It's to hide them until they can't hide them any longer, at which time they are forced to acknowledge part of them. But that's what these agencies are for. And I'm speaking from firsthand knowledge. I've been in high-level EPA meetings in the California Capitol in Sacramento, arranged by congressional rep, top EPA officials, and told to my face that the entire system is rigged, in this case, the air quality testing system, that they are told to test for combustion particulates only. The rest of the samples go out the window, and they don't test for anything smaller than PM10, 10 microns, which is about the size of a boulder compared to a nanoparticulate, which is what the climate engineering operations are utilizing, and all of it goes under the radar because the system is designed to make sure it goes under the radar. So when we're told our air isn't that bad, It's actually horrific, and we're sucking up bioavailable and bioaccumulative nanoparticulates that go in but don't come out, and there's synergistic toxicity between these elements. Though they're individually highly toxic, when you mix them together, they are far worse still, and all of it going under the radar by design. Next headline, Paris Agreement. Why keeping temperatures below 2C is vital. That's from the World Economic Forum. Like they're going to tell us the truth. In fact, frontline temperature readings show that we are past 3.5C right now. More on that later in this broadcast. Next headline, this one addressing the overall horizon. Here's the headline. Quote, do you get the feeling that events happening now are leading us into an endless global nightmare? Question mark. That's from the Washington Standard. That horizon shouldn't be hard to see if your eyes are not wide shut. And this headline, this is a flashback to 2013. I want to put recent events into a more historical context. DARPA, that's the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, hires Pfizer to perform groundbreaking vaccine research. Imagine that. Defense industry hiring Pfizer for vaccine research. Question, is this headline more relevant today than it was in 2013? And for how long have those behind the curtain been planning? You decide. But through it all, the societal epidemic of Stockholm Syndrome rages on. And so many are still tenaciously clinging to their baseless belief that government, its agencies, and the behind-the-curtain controllers that manipulate it all are here to help global populations, i.e. the masses, that the controllers know full well can no longer be supported with the planet's life support systems free-falling into total collapse. Let's rewind to yet another historical report that can be useful against the context of the current horizon. This was from ScienceDirect.com. Project Coast, eugenics in apartheid South Africa. From that report, this is to shine the light on the behavior of governments. The report states, since the exposure of Project Coast, apartheid South Africa's covert chemical and biological warfare program, attention has been focused on several aspects of the program, particularly the production of narcotics and poisons for use against anti-apartheid activists and the proliferation of both chemical and biological weapons for the same purpose. The eugenics dimension of Project Coast has, by contrast, received scant attention, 
i.e. specific races and ethnicities were also being targeted by the South African government. This is just one case in point of business as usual for governments. This is how those in power behave because they can never get enough power. And they certainly don't tell populations the truth about anything. Question, how many in countries all over the world think their government is somehow above such behavior? That their government would never do this to them? Last week, Anthony Fauci stated on film, quote, My goal is to protect the health and welfare of the American people. If you believe that, you haven't investigated this individual. Fauci went on to say this, that he was, quote, very concerned about the internet spreading disinformation, end quote. Let's translate that. Fauci was very concerned about any information getting out that exposes official deceptions. That's what that ultimately means. You are not allowed to question the official narratives. Far too many in human populations are not interested in even learning of, let alone facing, unpleasant truths. It has been so in so-called societies for thousands of years. All of the pillar spiritual traditions have addressed this fact. The teachings of the Stoics, which have been a core part of my world since age 14, made this point crystal clear as well from over 2,000 years ago. The last days of Rome, so similar to this crossroad in time, yet the path the human race is now treading is about to become a nightmare far beyond what almost any are yet willing to contemplate. And those who are able to provide a constant parade of bread and circus are far too successful at manipulating the perceptions and behavior of the masses. It has always been so, but it is worse now than ever before due to, quote, technology. And there is this to consider. The mass orchestrated distract and divide theater of Democrat this, Republican that, left, right, liberal, conservative, all scripted mass distraction while the ship goes down by the day. How many still believe that the ongoing and accelerating plundering of the planet can continue indefinitely when, in fact, the processes of planetary omnicide are in their latter stages here and now? The life support systems of the planet are collapsing by the day. On previous broadcasts, I've made mention of a documentary film that impacted the entire course of my life nearly 25 years ago. Its title, Earth and the American Dream. The price the planet has paid for the American Dream. And it's not just our country, I realize that, but consider that the U.S. with 5% of the global population consumes 25% of global resources. Statistically, mathematically, it would take four to five planets to even begin to sustain the current trajectory of the human race for any length of time. Consider as a comparison that if the entire span of Earth's existence was put on the time scale of one week, each day would equal approximately 660 million years. With that time frame comparison in mind, the human race has completely decimated the planet's life support systems and the web of life in one fortieth of a second before midnight on the final day. Stop and think about that for a moment. 
The vast majority are desperately trying to convince themselves that such destruction can continue indefinitely without consequence, that somehow we will tech our way out of the unfolding planetary omnicide with so-called renewable energy or climate engineering or the latest warp speed big pharma concoction. And this vast majority who think in this way are considered, quote, normal. When, in fact, such delusional conclusions of endless consumption and destruction on a finite planet with finite resources can only be described as a form of collective insanity. The reckoning is upon us. Fascism and totalitarianism is unfolding by the day, in lockstep, with the bottom line to it all, the collapse of the planet's life support systems. In a moment, I'll cover more on the long list of breaking frontline reports that no one wants to hear. But first, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 301, May 15th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it is the critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This non-political, commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Washington State, on the East Coast, in Alabama, Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, and San Francisco, Sacramento, and San Diego. Possibly more locations soon. Recordings of this broadcast can be found at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent top stories and radio sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. A picture is worth a thousand words. It is imperative that we learn to play chess well because we are indeed playing chess with potential consequences that are far beyond what most are yet willing to consider. Another tool and the critically important battle to expose and halt climate engineering is the recently completed geoengineeringwatch.org documentary on climate engineering titled The Dimming, which is now posted on the top center of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. Please help us to expose the insanity in our skies by sharing the link to this groundbreaking documentary that is fully exposing the ongoing climate engineering onslaught. Grassroots methods of sounding the alarm are how we overcome the tyrannical censorship by power structure controlled so-called media sources. One group that has helped us to do that, a staunch ally in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering is the Jim Fair Group, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E. If you go to a Jim Fair event and the next one is in Santa Barbara, California, May 21st to the 23rd at the Earl Warren Showgrounds. If you show up to this event, if you're in the area, there is a geoengineeringwatch.org informational booth with free geoengineeringwatch.org materials. If you're in the area, please acquire the materials that you can use to effectively wake those around you and have them do the same. Start a spot fire of awareness that spreads and expands. And if we start enough of these spot fires of awareness, those in power cannot stomp them out. It will merge into a blaze that cannot be extinguished. And that's what we need to accomplish as fast as we possibly can. Next Jim Fair event, Tulsa, Oklahoma, May 28th through the 30th at the Expo Square. Go to the Jim Fair site, G-E-M-F-A-I-R-E, if you're near those locations and you can find out the details. 
My thanks to all activists, all individuals who are helping in every way they can to pull back the curtain, to expose the insanity behind the curtain. Every single day counts. On that note, let's rewind to a headline that was just prior to the CV-19 scenario. Big Pharma sinks to the bottom of the U.S. industry rankings. Again, this is immediately prior to the CV-19 scenario. The following excerpt is from the report. The pharmaceutical industry is now the most poorly regarded industry in Americans' eyes, ranking last on a list of 25 industries that the Gallup polls test annually. And what big pharma narrative is currently being pushed on populations? This narrative. Quote, that it's good to feel bad after you get your injection. That, we are told, means it's working. Question, working in what way? Toward what end? How many even know what brand of injection they allowed to be permanently put into their bodies, let alone took the time to actually investigate the totality of what's in it? Wouldn't doing so make rational sense? And question two, why do so many have their eyes so wide shut regarding so many critically important issues? What an absolute can't-lose scenario for big pharma raking in billions from our government and other governments around the world for their warp speed creation of injections that they then get the benefit of total legal immunity for. Yes, total immunity for any and all injury or mortality that their products may cause. A can't-lose scenario for the medical-industrial complex. Why would they care if they're last on a U.S. survey of poorly regarded industries Why should they care if their products cause harm? They get paid either way and are not responsible for anything. And for the record, based on recent global surveys, which country to overall populations is considered the greatest threat to democracy? The United States of America. So much for delivering democracy around the world at the point of a gun with some 800 foreign military bases in countries all over the world. How dare those people put their countries near our military base? And that's how many Americans choose to look at the situation. How would they feel if Russia or China threw a base up in Tijuana or across the border in Canada? What would Americans do? But it's okay if we do that to every other country. The hypocrisy is immense. It needs to go. Can't point the splinter out in your neighbor's eyes, I said in a previous broadcast, without taking a log out of your own eye. Isn't that where we're at? And this is, again, as I have to say it every time, this is not in any way excusing the actions of Russia or China or any other country. It's simply a statement of fact. It's called empire. 800 bases all over the world. Not to get off track, just felt those facts were worth mentioning in this scenario. But to get back to the subject at hand... What are we not being told and what information is beginning to leak out regarding the CV-19 scenario? This headline last week from the San Francisco Chronicle and other sources, California reveals data on outcomes for, quote, breakthrough cases after COVID vaccinations. What's that mean? People who got vaccinated then got COVID. The report states this, California has reported 3,620 so-called breakthrough cases of coronavirus infections in people who were fully vaccinated since January 1st. State public health officials said Wednesday of those cases, at least 150 people were hospitalized and at least 20 died. The report marks the first time in the California Department of Public Health that this information has been released regarding the hospitalization and death 
for people who are infected with the coronavirus after being fully vaccinated. The number of breakthrough cases has climbed significantly since the state first reported this data. Why weren't we told earlier? And let's consider that with this type of data and reporting, only a small percentage is generally statistically reported. What are the true statistics? How can we know? But certainly, when we're told that these procedures are 100% safe and effective, does that hold up to the facts? Simply asking the question. You decide. And now, this from countless sources. Fully vaccinated people can stop wearing masks and end physical distancing in most settings. That's from the CDC. So two days ago, put these last two headline reports together and try to deny that we're swimming in a sea of insanity where the script is always being changed to suit the authors of the script. From businessinsider.com and other sources, the CDC needs to stop lying to Americans and treating us all like children. That's a pretty reasonable request, isn't it? From businessinsider.com and other sources. Another headline. The CDC may think it's good for public health to mislead us, but people don't like being manipulated. Same theme. Many of the natives are beginning to get restless, starting to see through the smoke and mirrors, it would appear. Another headline from msn.com. Ohio is using federal coronavirus relief funds for $1 million vaccine lottery contest over five weeks. Report states every Wednesday for five weeks, the state will give away $1 million to one resident who received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine. My, how desperate they are to make sure that we do what we're told. And don't investigate. Don't want to do that. And a reminder of a report on this broadcast last week, another harbinger of the, again, desperation, to inject from the New York Times, beer, cash, and joints given in exchange for accepting the injection. Just quoting the headlines. You decide if they're alarming or not. Your choice. And this, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced the Yankees and the Mets would be offering free tickets for those who received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine at their stadium's prior to a game. Why would they push that particular brand, given the history we already know about that particular creation? Again, just asking the questions. It's up to the listener to decide where the puzzle pieces fit. Another headline from the LA Times and other sources. Doctors fear COVID-19 vaccines are, quote, messing with mammograms. From that report, again from the LA Times. Lymph nodes enlarged by immune system's response to a CV-19 vaccine are virtually always a sign that the shot is doing its job. I'm going to stop there for just a moment. Does this sound a little Orwellian again? Black is white, up is down, day is night. Your body responding in a very negative way is good. But then the report states this, but to the medical specialists who scour mammograms for signs of malignancy, the unexplained appearance of swollen lymph nodes has typically sparked concern and a recommendation that the patient be called back for further testing. The LA Times report goes on to say this, the result has been new uncertainties for women and the doctors who care for them. They then state that, quote, to gain clarity on 
that life or death question, a woman is usually called back for an ultrasound or biopsy in which tissue is removed from the breast for further testing. That doesn't sound like much fun. They then state this, getting that call, quote, strikes fear in the heart, end quote, of the woman who gets it, said Dr. Philip Bretsky, a Santa Monica primary care doctor. He said, quote, it's like getting an abnormal pap smear. You hear it, and then everything else goes blank, end quote. Here's a question. Is any of this type of information disclosed on any vaccine disclosure form anywhere in the world? What do you think? I had a physician that I know from the eastern U.S. just send me a photocopy of what he had to request to get a disclosure form for an injection, for a CV-19 injection, and that form was blank. I know this individual. I believe he's telling the truth. There was a scan code on the form that apparently if you really want to know what's in that vial, you can dig deeper. But the form itself was blank other than the scan code. Not making it easy, are they? And again, I can't stress enough that this party is just getting started. You haven't seen anything yet. You think the last year and a half have been rough? Wait and see what's coming. And forgive me for pausing to make mention of this fact that too many seem to have forgotten or perhaps never stopped to consider at all, that the human body and its functions are far beyond complex and miraculous, so much so that true understanding and comprehension is not possible. Yet, so many are so easily convinced that the constant interference with our body's life support systems and response systems, as long as the medical industrial complex does it, is always something good and beneficial. Because that's what the so-called experts tell us. The experts that are on the medical industrial complex payroll, a fact that must never be forgotten. The planet's life support systems are every bit as complex and miraculous. The ongoing global climate intervention operations are, in so many ways, very parallel to the medical-industrial big pharma approach to the human body. With that in mind, ask yourself, how well is the intentional interference with Earth's life support systems going so far? If statistical data is considered, the only conclusion that can be reached, mathematically speaking, is that we are all on a near-term collision course trajectory with total planetary omnicide. Again, not an opinion. That's a statistical trajectory. And then there's those other pesky forms of human behavior that are now an existential threat. Humanity has treated the planet with unimaginable contempt. This headline from last week. Scientists fear new disaster at Chernobyl meltdown site. The report state. It states this, quote, it's like embers in a barbecue pit, end quote. Embers that are glowing brighter again. The report states Ukraine's Chernobyl nuclear power plant was destroyed decades ago in a horrific radioactive accident. But it turns out that the nuclear reactions are still smoldering away inside, even now. The report states pieces of uranium fuel buried beneath the power plant's wreckage have started to flare up in new nuclear fission reactions. This is from Science Magazine. In the face of a potential repeat disaster, experts are now scrambling to figure out if the radioactive embers will die out on their own or if someone needs to go in and take care of it. wonder who that someone might be. 
Anyone who wants to volunteer, please raise your hand. The report continues, the Institute for Safety Problems of Nuclear Power Plants, that's the ISPNPP, a nuclear safety organization in Kiev, found that the strength of the runaway nuclear reaction seems to be growing, but that increases are happening slowly. So officials should have a few years to first determine whether a new accident could happen and then find the best way to prevent it. It's not going so well so far, is it? The behavior of the human race. Just do more of what you're doing and expect a different result. The definition of insanity. More from the report. The fact that it's buried beneath concrete coupled with dangerous levels of radioactivity will make tackling this growing problem particularly difficult. That's reassuring. And let's not forget the triple nuclear meltdown that's Fukushima, three China syndrome scenarios with no known technology to fix it, no end in sight. And how many people think that that's all fixed? It's all better now. Couldn't be further from the truth. Again, swimming in a sea of total deception, trying to distract populations and pacify populations until we hit the wall at full velocity. And that wall is the collapse of Earth's life support systems which in turn is completely connected to the CV-19 scenario. Honest investigation, objective investigation, will provide the pieces to that puzzle so that you know the how and the why of that connection. In regard to the climate engineering operations and the decimation they are causing, how many times I hear from individuals that say, quote, they, i.e. those in control, those who print the money, would never do this to themselves. My response, how many self-destructive actions have those in power already done to themselves and the rest of us and the entire web of life, or what yet remains of it? Again, with Chernobyl and Fukushima still descending into deeper stages of meltdown with no end in sight and no known technology to fix the cataclysms, what are the controllers doing with their power over industrialized, militarized, so-called society? They're building 60 more nuke plants to add to the 440 that are already in existence. Welcome to the inevitable Fukushima Times 500 scenario. It's a matter of time. And based on current statistical trajectories, not much time. Consider that Even climate engineering is directly related to the likely soon-to-unfold meltdown of nuclear power plants around the globe. Climate engineering is destroying the protective layers of the atmosphere, i.e. the ozone layer, which indeed is collapsing. We're metering this. We're still working on an updated video on this fact that we're getting extremely high amounts of UVC in the surface, which is indicative of a collapsing ozone layer, extraordinarily thin layer of the atmosphere that allows us to live on this planet. If it was condensed to a single molecular level at sea level, it's about six millimeters thick, extraordinarily thin layer, actually. But now with the atmosphere so drastically compromised, if we have a large CME event, coronal mass ejection, i.e. solar flare, like the Carrington event in the 1800s, and that shuts down grid power around the globe, and these nuclear plants can't cool themselves, that's where Fukushima times 100, 200, 300, 400, that's where that starts to occur as this chain reaction happens. And with the current rate of collapse of industrialized, militarized society, it looks all but completely impossible that these plants, any of them, 
can be cold shut down, which takes decades to do. The human race has painted themselves into an unbelievably dark corner from countless directions. On that note of good cheer, this headline from last week, climate emissions shrinking the stratosphere, scientists reveal. From that report, exclusive thinning indicates profound impact of humans and could affect satellites and GPS. Who cares if we're all dead on the surface? Let's just keep those satellites and GPS equipment, keep that going. The report states humanity's enormous emissions of greenhouse gases are shrinking the stratosphere, a new study has revealed. The report then states the thickness of the stratosphere has contracted considerably since the 1980s. The researchers found that it will thin by about another kilometer by 2080. Don't worry about that. When they throw dates out there like that, that is for the intent of pacifying populations into thinking that there's some problems somewhere out on the horizon when, in fact, those problems, again, have just smashed in the front door. Report then says, without major cuts in emissions, the changes have the potential to affect satellite operations and GPS navigation systems. No mention of the fact that on the statistical current course, we face zero hour for functional wildlife populations on planet Earth. In 2026, we're already 80 to 90% down on insect populations. No insects, no people. Oceans are dying by the day. No one will be here by 2080 or 2050. If we remain on the current course, and even if we change courses completely, mass die-off is absolutely statistically a given. It's an absolute given. There's no way around that. At best, someone might make it through this if we all pull together. And I'm fully aware of how unpopular that kind of message is because I hear from so many people that say you have to be optimistic, you have to be uplifting. No, that's the problem. Too few are willing to face the unvarnished truth, and we can't fix the problem if we don't face it first. That has to be remembered. Their support finishes with this. The discovery of the collapsing atmospheric layers is the latest to show the profound impact of humans on the planet. In April, scientists showed that the climate crisis had shifted the Earth's axis as the massive melting of glaciers redistributes weights around the globe. This is called glacial rebound. For example, on Greenland, as the mass of the ice is lifted, the land mass itself begins to rise up out of the ocean, further displacing oceans, further raising oceans. But nowhere in any of this is the climate engineering elephant in the equation mentioned because that's not allowed, because governments around the globe know. They know that if the population discovered what has been done to them, that they'd been committed to this experiment without their knowledge or their consent, an experiment from which there is no return. The climate engineering experiment, the GMO planet Earth experiment of modifying Earth's life support systems and derailing them, damaging them beyond any return or any recovery in any time frame that matters. If populations around the globe could be awakened to this, I would argue they would take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches and look for everyone involved, either actively or passively, so they can be held legally and morally accountable. And we need to reach that point, and we need to reach it fast. Our skies are filled with toxic filth, an increasingly toxic haze, not just industrial pollution, which I acknowledge, but the even more toxic nanoparticle pollution from the global climate engineering onslaught, which continues to remain the unmentioned elephant in the sky. This question, how many feel how intense the sun now feels on their skin? 
on the surface of their car or in the car if it's been locked up in the sun for any length of time. How hot does it get and how fast? And what do we see for UV readings on, for example, Northern California's KRCR radiation chart? It just says very high. What does that mean, very high? We know it's very high because it's burning our skin. Give us a a reading that has some sort of significance, but they won't do that. False data across the board from temperatures, UV readings, rainfall, all false. We see rainfall, for example, in Redding that looks bad, but it's not nearly as bad as the deficit in surrounding areas where there should be orographic enhanced rain, and that is not occurring. Regions around Redding that you get three or four times more rain than Redding gets are getting a fourth or a fifth or a sixth of the rain they should get, and that's not being reported. The predominant psychological denial and behavior of the majority population doesn't bode well. Remember, consider that they, those who print the money, those in power, couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. We have seen the enemy, and he is us. Given the climate conditions that are unfolding by the day, if we remain in the current course, how will we grow our food? Answer, we won't. As I've mentioned earlier in this broadcast and previous broadcast, vapor pressure deficit. Again, I've covered this very overlooked factor on previous broadcasts, but we'll now cover it again as it is a pillar in the structure of our near-term survival or not. Climate engineering operations are completely altering atmospheric chemistry, not just destroying the ozone layer, not just decimating the global hydrological cycle, not just raining down bioavailable and bioaccumulative heavy metal and polymer nanoparticles in every breath we take. But on top of all this, climate engineering operations are creating a condition known as VPD, vapor pressure deficit. What does that mean? It means that due to climate engineering completely altering the planetary evaporative cycle, Atmospheric relative humidity, overall relative humidity, is lower than the laws of physics say it should be. The atmosphere is capable of carrying 7% more moisture for every degree C of additional warming. Based on frontline surface temperature readings, we are already past 3.5 degrees C of warming based on pre-industrial baselines. The official narratives of warming that has occurred are false. In the geologic blink of an eye, the planet has been forced to a temperature zone that is higher than in any previous point of human existence. It must rain more overall on a warming planet. This is the planet's response to the damage done. But this is not occurring. It's not being allowed to occur. Why not? Because climate engineering operations, that's why not. When the moisture temperature equilibrium is out of balance. When there's not enough relative humidity, trees do not open their stomata. That's their respiratory ports. This is how they breathe. This is how they feed. This is how they take in CO2. And they must do this in order to then release oxygen. This is not occurring. There is no forest smell in the forest. The forests are dying by the day. And VPD is a core part of the issue. All that I've just outlined applies to food crops as well. Again, vapor pressure deficit. No official sources have dared to disclose this aspect of what is unfolding and why. Short of nuclear cataclysm, climate engineering operations are the single most dire and immediate threat we collectively face. And again, even with nuclear cataclysm, there is a connection to climate engineering, as I just covered. On that note, this headline from last week. Scientists make alarming discovery. The Amazon has, quote, flipped to become major 
producer of greenhouse gases. No longer the lungs of the forest. No more. We've stated this at geoengineeringwatch.org for over a decade. The forests have become carbon sources instead of carbon sinks. And a major factor is what I just covered. In addition to the intense UV radiation, the toxic elements in the rain that are poisoning root systems, all of it connected to climate engineering. The issue that no one will admit to while the planet goes down literally in flames. The report then states, quote, we don't know at what point the changeover could become, could, may, might, irreversible. Here's a newsflash. It became irreversible about two decades ago. Now it's a matter of can we salvage any part of Earth's life support systems, but the science community continues to betray the human race and the entire web of life by not telling the truth. Another headline from last week. Most of California suddenly... An extreme drought. It's not suddenly. It's been taking place over the last 14 years, since 2007. They pretend it's some sudden occurrence. It's just getting worse very fast now. The report states many farmers in the Sacramento Valley had been counting on getting 5% allocation this year from a federal government's Central Valley project. The Bureau of Reclamation now put that meager shipment on hold. The taps are going to be turned off soon. This report then states Governor Gavin Newsom facing recall election has not yet declared the state officially in drought. Gavin, recall our meeting in your office. You know, and you're lying, and you know you're lying. Another headline from last week, TheIntercept.com, a climate dystopia in Northern California. Report states, California's divided and fire-scarred cities reeling from climate disasters need a Green New Deal. Really, a Green New Deal. In this meandering article, of course, they never mention the climate engineering, again, elephant in the equation let alone address it. And though the report itself features a number of photos with climate engineering SRM aerosol sprayed skies, the author, who is a well-known environmental activist, like so many others in that category, would rather think happy thoughts and a Pollyanna fantasy than to face reality. New from the LA Times and other sources, this, Newsom extends drought emergency to 41 California counties. The entire state is in a drought emergency and it is uncharted territory. It is far beyond bad, and Newsom knows exactly what's happening and why, again, because I told him so in his office in a full presentation at the state capitol with his top aide. Report states, Newsom said, Gavin Newsom said in a prepared statement, quote, we're working with local officials and other partners to protect public health and safety and the environment and call on Californians to help meet this challenge by stepping up their efforts to save water. Gavin, how about admitting to the climate engineering operations that are completely cutting off precipitation to the state of California? And I'm not guessing. We have NASA satellite imagery to prove that's exactly what's happening. Search the engineered drought section at geoengineeringwatch.org, comb through that data, look at all the reference links, and then help us in this battle to sound the alarm before this state is turned into a surface-of-the-moon scenario with everything completely burnt to a crisp, nothing left alive, and certainly no food for the market shelf because that is what's coming next. We can speculate on the agendas and objectives of those behind the climate engineering operations, but the fact that these operations are inflicting unprecedented drought on California, the western U.S., and other places around the world is beyond dispute if the data is examined. Next headline. Red flag fire warning in Northern California, again, over and over. Then they state the air quality is generally acceptable for most individuals. However, moderate symptoms can develop from long-term exposure. The air quality is not acceptable, as I stated in this broadcast. They're measuring only for PM10, not, not nanoparticles. 20 to 80 nanoparticles go completely unreported by design. And 
this report is starting to surface finally that you and you watch.org has stated over and over in the record for over 10 years that nights are not cooling off. The ramifications from this are grave. I'll cover this in another broadcast. But climate engineering yet again a part of that equation along with industrialized militarized society. Final headline, I'm out of time. If the Paris Agreement fails, sea levels could rise by 33 feet. No, not could, not may, not might, will, and much more than 33 feet. It won't happen overnight, but it's coming like a runaway train. There is no longer any way to stop it. It's baked into the equation. Coastlines around the world will very soon be completely rearranged. But stop and consider there are converging catastrophes that loom much larger than submerged cities around the globe. And every single day, climate engineering is allowed to continue. The fire is further fueled. Short-term, highly toxic cool-downs at the cost of an even worse overall warming. And let's not forget the collapsing ozone layer. Again, climate engineering is core to that equation. And all this, on top of the catastrophe that is industrialized, militarized society and the endless forms of decimation it is inflicting on the planet's remaining life support systems. So what now? Do we give up? Do we just lay down and die? I would ask this, do we have that right? Do we have the right to give up? Here is my reply. We must never yield to the fading of the light, ever. Somehow, some way, the universe knows exactly where we need to be, exactly when we need to be there. We, all of us, are the ones we have been waiting for. No matter how dark the horizon is, no matter how long the odds are against us, we are still standing. We're not yet beaten. The story is not yet over. It is not yet carved in stone. But time is not on our side. We must make every day count. All are needed in the desperate effort to pull back the curtain once and for all. We must reach a critical mass of awareness. This is the only way forward. And as I have stated So many times, awareness, true awareness, includes an awakening to our collective responsibility to the whole. We, especially those with children, don't own our lives any longer. We owe them to our children, to the whole, to the web of life. Fighting for their future is not an option. It's an obligation. The only way we can know... What we may yet be able to accomplish is to fully and completely apply ourselves to the task at hand of exposing and halting the malignant cancer that has long since metastasized in governments, militaries, and corporations all over the world. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can effectively and efficiently help in this desperate battle to sound the alarm. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Stay safe. Stay strong. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton with geodreamwatch.org.